Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, we're going to call it uh, Midweek Update. Uh, some crazy stuff happened last night. If you haven't already tuned into the internet and found out what uh, the Lamar Hunt Open Cup provided as far as entertainment to a few fans. It's not broadcast, so not many of us know, but uh, we got some emails from the guys that they wanted to put something together, especially since we have recently added a Portland fan to our roster. Very excited. We're going to have our own Portland versus Seattle Duke out to talk about all the craziness that was the Sounders versus Timbers match. So in the left corner, I have Simon Waits. And in the right corner, I have Guy Sanchez. Boom. And that is my real name. It's Guy Sanchez. A cool name. It's a Portland name. There you go. Hope you guys are ready. I know I'm ready. We're going to have some talk about the Seattle Sounders versus Timbers match. We'll touch on some other ones. And then that'll be it. It's going to be quick. So without anything else in the way, ding, ding. Okay. I'm going to get it started. So me and Guy uh, on Twitter, you can find us on Twitter if you feel like it, I guess just by searching our names or our handles or whatever. But anyway, we decided that we needed to do a little podcast about this since the big thing last night, we're going to talk about some of the other U.S. Open Cup things that are going to affect fantasy, uh, a.k.a. the non-Seattle-Portland games. But we're also going to ha- talk about the, like, uh, I'm trying to find the right way to describe this without a lot of profanity, uh, cluster whatever of a game that was the Seattle-Portland game last night. Absolutely. Yeah. So... I guess I'll just give a quick recap right away. And then, Guy, you're going to make sure after I give my recap to, like, correct me where my Sounders bias shows through. And hopefully between my Sounders bias and your Timbers bias, we're going to come up with, like, a reasonable summary of the game. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. So, Sounders-Timbers, U.S. Open Cup fourth round. These are the only two MLS sides that got paired in the fourth round. Uh, playing up at Starfire in Tequila. It's like the Sounders training facility mini venue that we stick our Open Cup games in for some reason. Don't ask me why. I guess it's small and intimate or whatever. Um, Anyway, so that game happened. Seattle and Portland played uh, last year in the Open Cup, too, at Starfire. Seattle was victorious on that night, and Caleb Porter called it the worst refereed game he'd ever seen, I believe. Is that the correct quote, or was it just in his career, Guy? Uh, I think I think he said the worst he's ever seen. So, Ziggy Schmidt had some similar comments after this game, but basically what happened is uh, the first half goes by, the referee is, you know, it's 0-0 after half, the referee is calling some interesting calls. I wouldn't say he was terrible up to that point, But he was doing things consistently like bringing throw-ins back three to five yards, which I suppose is interesting for a U10 game, but uh, (laughs) constantly annoyed me. So then we get to uh, 48 minutes in, I believe, or maybe it was 49. The Timbers score. Um, You know, it's a decent goal. Definitely a decent goal. Diego Valeri with a nice finish. Um... There was some controversy about maybe a foul could have been called on the other end, but I don't know. That's probably like the least controversial thing that happened in the night, and honestly, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Fouls get missed, and you can't really complain about it too much when you you don't prevent a goal. So Portland goes up 1-0. Seattle equalizes a little bit later, 
And then it's 1-1. One, one. Well, here's where things get interesting. Brad Evans already on a yellow card for, you know, uh, not so great challenge in, in the first half. It's not a great challenge. He's on a yellow. Um, gets his second yellow for another foul that, I guess, in consistency with calling, was perhaps a yellow card. I don't think it was, but whatever. Uh, can't complain too much. The referee sends off Brad Evans. Sounders down to 10 men. Um, it gets interesting from there. The Sounders use all three of their substitutions, okay? All three. Obafemi Martins, uh, accidentally, he gets a cleat in the chest or something, comes off with a groin injury. Sounders are down to nine men. Somehow, Portland does not score. The match goes to extra time. In extra time, oh, this is where it gets real good. Portland scores. Um, that was pretty much always going to happen. They're up 11 versus nine. They're a good possession-oriented team. How is it not going to happen? So Portland scores um, on a rebound or something like that. Sort of controversial in the fact that uh, a player might have been offside. The player who scored, which was, I believe, Rodney Wallace, um, might have been offside, but apparently the ball was defeated. Reflected, and that's the referee's explanation or somebody's explanation for that. And so that's why it was not offside, apparently. There was no real good camera angle, though, to show if it was offside or not. Somewhat controversial. Uh, but here's where it gets good. Michael Azira. Uh, some of you may know him. He's Sounders' backup D-mid. Uh, he throws his arm kind of in the face of a Portland player. Doesn't look real purposeful. Um... Referee calls it an elbow. He's facing the other way. Not the ref. Michael Azira is facing the other way. Ref calls it an elbow, despite the fact that Azira's elbow is in no way cocked or anything like that. He gets sent off, and Clint Dempsey decides to protest this. He gets two yellow cards, which add up to a red, one for dissent, the other for snatching the ref's yellow card out of his pocket and tearing it to pieces. Dempsey gets sent off. Sounders end the match with seven men, lose 3-1 to the Timbers, who somehow decide to celebrate a goal up four men. Congratulations, Rudy. Nice one. That must have been difficult. So, anyway, uh, Sounders supporters start throwing things. Don't do that, you guys. Don't be morons. But I have to say, it was pretty funny. If you're going to throw garbage, you might as well throw an actual garbage can, which is what one fan did. So, I don't endorse the behavior, but if you're going to do it, might as well be funny. Um, yeah, that was that was not one of the brighter moments of Sounders, Sounders history there, throwing things. Don't do that, guys. Um, that's about where it ends. It was truly one of the most entertaining nights I've ever spent watching soccer. Yeah, the <clears throat> typically when Seattle comes to town, we have everybody in the city, kind of like with raccoons, you, you lock the lid on the garbage cans. So the fans don't rummage through your trash. We have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. So we have to amend that policy now, thanks to that one fan uh, threw a wrinkle in there on us. So, whoo, Seattle, Seattle. I think what makes it so great, because we watched this all day today, me and my Timbers friends, was that it was zero home field advantage for Seattle. Yeah, it I, happened in Seattle, and the ref just kept sticking it to him. 
you gotta love that. I mean, it's just you don't expect to get a fair shake when you go to Seattle. You no, just don't. I mean. I don't ever expect any team to get a fair shake away in MLS, really, guy. I mean, you can see it with the home and away records. It's pretty consistent no matter where you go. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know what these guys said to the ref as they were walking out on the field or, <laughs> uh, or what, but that was a crazy, crazy game. Um, and it really, if any, if any U.S. Open Cup should have been, match should have been televised, why is the Timbers Sounders not on TV somewhere? Oh, I know. This was pure gold. It was gold. I mean, it really was. And the lack of camera angles and the lack of clarification, we could have really built this thing up and, and made it something something great. Um, but now it just lives on in, in YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and- okay, okay. Here, So, guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial going on here. Let's let's what's what's going on? Let's let's let the people hear what we what we've come for. Simon, what do you think? Was this call justified? Which call? The one red carding Dempsey? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely it was justified. I still thought it was hella funny. Dempsey is amazing. He is a god among men and should be celebrated for this. What's making me angry is that people are saying he might get suspended for this when what he did was tear up a piece of paper. Are you joking? He tore up a piece of paper. Technically, what everyone's looking at here is is the rules that MLS and U.S. soccer have adopted for penalties and suspensions and assault against a referee. And it does define assault as interfering with a referee's uniform or personal property, which would be include the cards. No, the cards are not his personal property. They're the property of it's U.S. Equipment. soccer. It's equipment. Equipment is also in there. So look. Guy, what about you? Where, where are you weighing in on this? I think Dempsey should have been ripping up his rap lyrics notebook. And he went after the wrong notebook. Um, I think we're going to see a video come out here in the next two, three weeks about how hard he is. Um, that was a pretty thug gangster thing to do. Um, I think it was. <laughs> he is such a tool. Can we just call him a tool at this point? No, I love Clint Jesse, man. Oh. Deuce face, deuce face, deuce face. He's a tool. Uh, and that maybe I liked him before. But man, now that he's in Seattle, he just embodies everything toolish about Seattle. The guy's Black and Decker, man. Come look, on. Look, look, man. Here's the thing: if you don't have Dempsey, you have to hate him because he is—he gets on people, he grinds people's gears. That's why U.S. fans love him so much. Is that he goes directly to the barrier of the line and then stops and sometimes pokes a toe over and usually doesn't get in trouble. So, like, I can't blame a Timbers fan for hating Dempsey, but as a Sounders fan, I have to say he's, like, I I was not going to go out and buy a Dempsey jersey ever because why would I want a Dempsey jersey? Everyone has a Dempsey jersey. I I have a Dempsey jersey. Like, (laughs) I actually feel the need to go buy one now. He is a Sounders legend. You got to make sure you get that cool black one. But I want to go back to these rules for a second with you guys. It does state about an assault, the definition in the articles that U.S. soccer uses says inflicting injury or damaging the referee's uniform or or personal property, which includes their equipment. Okay. So by the rules, does that not mean there should be some kind of suspension? Uh, Sure. 
I don't care. They can suspend him all they want. I think it's stupid because you know what? There's like 10 to 20 players a week that touch the referees. And they're going oh, they're to get nice. on this. And this was not oh. even threatening. He did every he didn't even like go personally near the referee in terms of like harmful contact. It was an act of protest, freedom of speech. Uh, after after he got that red card though, he was coming pretty hot at the at the ref though. <clears throat> I mean, granted he is a Seattle rapper, so it wasn't like he was really gonna do something, but oh. he was posturing. Um I think though that the rules are going to be changed for Dempsey because U.S. soccer and the MLS make the rules up as they go. The way that Dempsey got to Seattle, the way that Bradley got to Toronto, the way that Toronto just keeps getting superstar players. Um, Portland had to have a soccer-specific stadium, but Orlando and New York FC can play in a baseball stadium and a you know college football. The rules change based on how much money the guy is going to bring in. And the fact of the matter is, Dempsey equals money, so they're going to change the rules for him. If that was Diego Chara out there ripping up the guy's notebook, he wouldn't be playing this weekend. But Clint Dempsey will because he makes money. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna rebut this. I don't think Clint Dempsey is going to be playing this weekend. I think he is going to get suspended. I think it's completely unmerited just because, of, like I said, people do this sort of thing all the time. They're not, they don't do it so theatrically, but they do violate this rule by touching the ref. By this definition, putting your hand on the referee's shoulder is assault of a referee. So if we're going by the technical definition, which is what people want to do, then how is not everyone getting suspended? We had Jermaine Jones, who's had a little shoulder bump several weeks back. We had a little referee situation there as well that had nothing sparked up. But Jones is a money player, and he's afforded a latitude. I, I mean, I really believe this. There's, the, That's why you give the captain band to the guy that makes a lot of money because you know the league's going to come down on those guys a hell of a lot easier than they're going to come down on the guy that's actually the captain of the team. Yeah. But let's look at this from from a overall development role model sort of look. Is this something that's right to set, I don't know if I want to say precedent, but just for young upcoming players to look and see these kinds of reactions and these actions go without punishment guy i'll leave this one to you first i the whole role model thing first of all they played it in a training stadium and it was on youtube so any kid probably wasn't really watching this with any great interest anyway um i think that when an athlete is competing you can't they're not role models i i i'm i'm kind of in the charles barkley camp on that i don't i don't care what precedent it sets if your kid's out there doing it take care of your kid. I don't worry about what Clint Dempsey's doing as far as how my kids act. That's that's a cop-out to me. So um, what would you do if your kid went and ripped up a yellow card of a referee? Uh, I would suspend my own kid. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, it's, I'm not going to reward violence with violence or anything, but um, yeah, there, there needs to be a punishment on that. I just think that Klinsman's going to get involved, that Schmidt's going to get involved, and uh, the Price is Right's going to get involved. And Clint Dempsey's going to be playing this weekend. Uh, here's my thing. So I, I agree with Guy. I don't think it's a role models thing. I can't say the thing about kids because I don't, I don't have kids yet. Um, but look, here's the deal. He's protesting in a non-violent, non-harmful way. Unless this you're a is, yellow card. 
Oh, cry me a river for the yellow card. They can print five million more of those. Like, here's the deal. As long as the people aren't shoving the referees, punching the referees, I think we're in good shape. This is not like a situation where he's done something that is morally like a huge issue or actually causes harm to a referee. If anything, he's protesting in one of the more responsible fashions possible. It was creative and it caused no harm to anyone. I think you you know you had the issues with Espindola and Castillo where they actually like physically harmed a referee and those got punished. I think that this is totally different and to treat it like that is standing on some sort of moral high ground that people just need to get off their high horses with. So if we do see a punishment according to the the bylaws that are in place there there are actually two potential routes that could go from what I've looked at. One of them, I think, has been erroneously put out there that there could be a six-month suspension for Dempsey. And that is in the rules, talking about an assault against a referee in the infamous now section policy 531-9, misconduct toward game officials. But even in this own policy, it says that any players, dot, 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 that are participating in a professional league members are shall not be applied to this policy. So there is a actually a separate policy governing professional players. And I believe that that's where they should draw any kind of punishment for Dempsey. And that one would be a six game suspension, not a six month hour. I'll double check that really quick where you guys keep talking. Yeah. I, if this is the way we could fail Haber into the, into the cup, but uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. Then kick his, you know, pallid face out of there. I don't, I don't really care. Um, I would actually rather see Dempsey play internationally so that the Sounders are without. Uh, honestly, I'd, I'd, if he stays and plays domestically for us, then that's just worse for the Timbers. But um, I don't know. Like, is he really going to get suspended? I mean, are we really going to think he's going to get suspended something big? I, I don't see it happening. I think he'll probably get suspended a game or two as some sort of, like... It's three matches. As sort That's of, what it is. It says at least three matches Okay, for a so he's probably going to get suspended three matches as a wrist slap and maybe only three U.S. Open Cup matches. Um, The thing is, again, you have to look at previous suspensions. What has been a three-match ban in MLS before has been hate speech. Now you have to equate this. Is tearing up a yellow card the equivalent of hate speech? I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who says yes to that. Um, Like, hate speech, that's hate speech directed towards ball boys and kids, and that's received a three-match suspension. Physical violence towards refs has only received, again, multiple game suspensions. And then we look internationally, and... The first two times Luis Suarez bit someone, this is physically biting another player. His suspensions were uh, seven weeks and ten weeks, respectively. There's no way that Dempsey gets a lengthy suspension for this. No, not unless they're playing his album in Guantanamo or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, honestly, can we suspend him for the rap, too? I don't really like Dempsey's rap. That's the only thing. That's why he's so upset. Nobody's suspended as a rapper. Let him play soccer. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think they're going to rewrite the rules for him on this. That's just my opinion. I mean, tomorrow could be a whole different story, and I just we're not really uh, a heavy-handed league like that. I think that I really do. If it was if this was a guy that was making 
minimum wage in the league, he'd be he'd be on his way out. But Dempsey's a special case. I don't I don't agree with it, but I, I do think they're going to give him quite a bit of leniency on this one. Fair enough. So the reason why everyone's here, I'm sure, is how is this going to affect our fantasy teams? So guys, cut loose on this. Um, well, guy, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. I see. I was already going to drop him anyway, and I. I, I was hesitant on the last episode because I was like, man, is it, am I going to, is this going to bite me? But now with no Obafemi because he got injured um, and Dempsey's head's not screwed on straight. If people think he's going to come out and blow it up because he's going to be angry and playing angry. I, I don't know. I, I think that the points aren't there. His mind's not there. I'm, if I needed any more reason to drop him this week, then I can't figure out what it would be. Cause I think, I think he's not a good value going forward. Um, yeah, I get that. I think it gets a lot worse with Oba out for him. If he doesn't get suspended, I think I'm going to keep him this week just because I actually do think he'll play angry and score a couple of goals. Um, it's a total gigantic risk though. I like if you aren't going to be around for a couple days and you're like wondering, eh, is he going to get suspended? Is he not? Just drop him. So, well, but here's the other part of that though is, referees just like players are kind of like a band of brothers i mean if you mess with one referee it's just gonna logic is just gonna follow that i would wager they find a way to give clint dempsey a yellow card within the first 15 minutes of the game and this was this guy's first game refing professional players well no he'd ref 10 other pro games this was his first with mls teams though right but I, I, I yeah. almost no. Our, our I get what you're saying. So horrible sometimes, and they're so petty. Um, that it's makes almost sense. Like we got a bunch of Joey Crawfords out there that they just want to be part <laughs> of. You know, be on camera. Um, I, I could almost envision a guy giving him a yellow card just to be like, "What are you going to do about it? You going to take my book from me and rip it up?" You know, I. Yeah, I, I could think, see that too. Now that you say it, brutalized even more harshly, and it's going to limit his play because he'll be stagnant without all the family. He'll be frustrated because he can't be emotional i think this this just puts nail in the coffin that until he's back in form and the team's healthy i don't like him on my team uh that's pretty fair i think that that is yeah that's a pretty good summary um can we move on to the other ones i suppose other fantasy implications yeah there's lots of other great so, games like we night. said oba was injured the sounders and timbers both played 120 minutes so Look for the players who played 120. Valeri only played 60, but guy, do you know is he is he a lock to start these days? Um, I I heard, um, I think it was on the broadcast that Porter said if if Valeri played that last night, then he wasn't going to be playing against Houston. I think they're going to rest him another full week, and he'll play Wednesday in LA. So okay. I think so. The other Seattle players that played 120 that are pretty important. Um, Nagel played 120, and Leonardo Gonzalez played 120. And so did Marshall. And Marshall. Um, Portland, Nagby, Wallace, Jewsbury, Viafania, Borchers, and Powell. Well, Powell's off injured, so that's another thing. But a lot of Portland's players played 120, so it, it, almost, it almost makes you think that maybe Valeri could play because so many people would be so tired, but... These are going to be some ugly games this weekend, is all I've Ugly, got to ugly say. games. Um... Also, we have going 120. We have San Jose, Philly. I don't know if I'm forgetting anyone else, but I think it was just nope. those two. Those were the only um, two. For Red uh, Bulls, Lloyd Sam got injured, I saw. Double injury. 
Double injury. <laughs> Who else got yeah. injured? Um, he got injured twice. Yeah, he, oh, like he got injured twice. Oh, ankle and that's awful. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. It's the worst news. Yeah, uh, Sebastian Latou came on and played like a half an hour or something. He came out as a sub and then had to be subbed off because he hurt oh, himself. God. So, okay. Uh, that means Maidana is going to be your, your main man going forward if Latou's not, not able to play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I wrote this down. I sent an e- We sent an email, like pre-show thing. I wrote down lots of mins for Red Bull New York and RSL players. RSL players didn't play that many minutes. No. I don't know what I'm talking about there. Uh, going crazy. But the, uh, the other players that played 120 that are of note, uh, San Jose, Wando played 120, and uh, Pirazzi, another oh, forward God. option that was on a value, was 120. So I'm going to the Sounders game, of course, as always, against San Jose this weekend. That is honestly going to be one of the most painful things I think I've ever seen in my life. But everybody still has Seattle's defense, so you got that going for you. Yeah, I suppose so. But do you really think Wando sends out during this game after he scored two goals? No, I bet Wando plays. Um, whether or not he'll be able to run very quickly. Well, he's a bit of a poacher anyway, anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. There's another round of Open Cup games. Are they getting started right now while we're recording this? Did yep, I... pretty close. Okay, so who knows what's going to happen in those. I don't think we're recording another pod tomorrow unless there's more uh, cards ripped up. So there's two more unless things they... I wanted to mention that, yeah. that you guys I don't think I heard yet. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, Chance Myers is back. So with with all the shuffle that's been going on there, we've got another <laughs> one of the classic guys back into into the picture that could be coming in there. He's 7.0 as far as his cost goes. Might be worth a look. Don't know, though. But he's back. I always liked him last year. I was glad he got some. He got a goal or two there at the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, he's somebody I, I really like to watch. Glad he's back. And then Chicago. So Chicago did beat the team that's closest to, to me. They beat Louisville. And... But it was basically off a deflected goal from what I was reading from Quincy into that there for that. So can you really be any further down on Chicago than already with, with just giving up six goals a couple weeks ago and giving up more goals last week, barely beating Louisville, who's who's now to their to their credit, they're fourth in in the USL and in the East. So I just I just I don't know. That's that's just rough times for Chicago. Yeah, I, don't think, against. I don't think Mike McGee's even injured anymore. I think he just doesn't want to play for Chicago. That is a turd of a team. That's the worst team in the league this year. Definitely a toss-up between New York and Chicago, but New York is turning it around. So, City FC, oh, I should yeah. point out. Yeah, no, Chicago's yeah. way worse than NYC. And it's just bad luck. I mean, I, I love lots of the guys that are on Chicago, so it's it's hard to see them losing like that, but... They just barely squeaked that one out, and that's got to be something you're you're considering when you're making your trades. Who are they? That uh, that's that's something that's not going their way right now. Now they're not playing this week, so you can't bet against them for round sixteen. But they'll play again. Maybe easy points there for somebody. Absolutely. Well, that's it, I suppose, right? I think so. Very, I mean, honestly, you guys got that I, out of your system. I thought it was going to be more like angry than it was, but we're surprisingly civil for rivals. Well, I, 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 I like you. I mean, the oh. only thing you have going against you is the fact that you are 
a Seattle guy. Like that's Hey, same same thing with you, guy. I agree. Yeah. So hey, I'm coming down to Portland next month, by the way. So yeah. Okay, maybe not... you guys can get a room together then. <laughs> well, we can at least get a whiskey. I don't I don't know about a room. I'm but... sure. I mean, buy me dinner first. Come on, man. Go I'm there. not that Go there. He'll, he'll buy you some $700 shoes. Oh, we're not even going to talk about my, my shoe habits on this podcast. We can well, ride around my Elantra and pump some Dempsey uh, rap tunes. Yeah, I, you know, I think we can avoid, we can agree to avoid the Dempsey rap tunes. So. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for tuning into this this short mid-season update, mid-season mid-round update podcast. Uh, we hope you got some quick tips that maybe answer some questions out of this Open Cup and going into the round 16 games. Uh, these two guys are going to get a room for themselves, but you guys just find a room on your own, listen to this podcast, share with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, so, Simon, Guy, any other co- closing comments before we leave? Not at all, Reed. Thank you. Nope. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you very much. And tune in next week for the next edition of the official full-length MLS Fantasy Insider. Thank you very much. Good luck.